0: The Blue Jackets were big, big winners in the first round of the NHL draft tonight. Adam Fantilli is a Columbus Blue Jacket. That's today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Househorn. I'm here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and mine, the CBJ. Before I get going, I want to thank you all for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube and the SiriusXM app. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay, guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Thank you very much to Pat Verbeek and the rest of the Anaheim Ducks organization. You completely changed the mood of this episode for me tonight personally when the Ducks decided to select Leo Carlson second overall. The Jackets get the guy that they wanted at third overall. They get the guy that they would have selected at second overall had they been that high. Adam Fantilli, six foot three center from Ontario, Canada. Amazing, amazing break for Jackets and for Jackets fans. Um, this was huge. This was huge. How surprised was I that Adam Fantilli fell to number two? Pretty darn surprised. I mean, I, I was shocked. There were assumptions leading up to the draft that the Anaheim Ducks were big fans of Leo Carlson and that that they were going to pass on Adam Fantilli and, and make a move for Leo Carlson. And I, I didn't really believe it, to be honest. I, I don't tend to believe things I see in the media when it comes to that. I thought all along what the media had been telling me was that Adam Fantilli was the surefire number two pick And that the Blue Jackets were just going to probably have to accept the fact that they weren't going to get that guy and that they were probably going to get Leo Carlson, who was a great player in his own right. And I'll get to maybe why the Ducks selected him in a second. But I just had no belief that the reports were true, that the Anaheim Ducks were considering taking Leo Carlson over Adam Fantilli. I just don't I just didn't believe it. I don't know why. And then we get to draft night. And it happens. They take Leo Carlson number two, I guess for their team right now where they're at, maybe they decided that he was a better fit. I still think Leo Carlson's a really good player. I mean, he's six foot four. The dude is massive. He, he skates really, really well. Um, He put up unreal numbers in the Swedish league, historic numbers really in the Swedish league. And a lot of people think that he's NHL ready. I I, I don't, See how he's any more NHL ready than Adam Fantilli. I think Adam Fantilli is just as good, if not better, at all the things that Leo Carlson's good at. And Leo Carlson's really good. Don't I? Don't get me wrong. It seems like I'm hating on uh, Leo hard, but the truth is, I would have had a very positive feeling about Leo Carlson being a Blue Jacket just the same. Um, he reminds me a lot of Patrick Line. Unfortunately, fortunately for the Blue Jackets, we already have a Patrick Line. A. so it's like uh, this is a this is a really really good thing for the Blue Jackets. Um, and maybe the Ducks look at Adam Fantilli and they're like, we already have a guy like him, you know. Um, maybe they see that in Zegras. I don't know. Maybe they see that in Troy Terry. I don't know. I mean, I think Fantilli is a an absolute gem of a player, and he fell to the Blue Jackets tonight. Again, super, super shocked by that. <laughs> I think I'm going to say that a million times on this episode alone and in the future. Yeah, again, the assumption is that Leo Carlson is a better uh, player for the NHL right now. I don't believe so. Again, maybe they thought that he was a better fit for their team than Fantelli was. I don't know what happened. Maybe he interviewed Better. I I don't know. Point is, that's how the chips fall. Connor Bedard obviously goes number one to the Chicago Blackhawks, Ducks and Blue Jackets fans and Yotes fans. I just always throw them in the mix. We all had that kind of you know missing out feeling. Like man, wish we were getting ninety eight tonight. But Adam Fantilli is a, a great great pick for the Blue Jackets for so many obvious reasons, and I can't wait to get into all of them. But, yeah, just that initial question, how surprised are you that the Ducks actually went through and took Leo Carlson second overall? I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I thought Fantilli was the surefire guy. Guess Pat Verbeek and the rest of the Ducks organization didn't see it that way. And he falls to Columbus. I am not not mad about it in the slightest. I know Jay wasn't mad about it either. He had the reaction episode. He was very, very excited, and that's that's good to see. Um, but we're going to keep talking about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about what this means for the future of the Blue Jackets in a second here. But before we get talking about Adam Fantilli, the center, six foot three center out of uh, the University of Michigan, and what he's going to be doing in Columbus, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at athletic greens at athletic greens they are big big sponsors here with the locked on podcast network and when i gave them a try for the first time i was at a point where i was really tired of taking supplements and i wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers all the nutritional bases every single day i wanted better gut health a boost in energy a boost in immune system support i hated taking pills and vitamins I mean, as much as I like taking gummies every day, I still feel like an absolute child. Athletic Greens kind of puts everything in one. I just wanted a supplement that actually tastes great as well. I drink AG1 in the morning and in the afternoon before working out, before I make my coffee, before I even really get my day going. It makes me feel unstoppable. makes me ready to take on the day, ready to go, like I'm doing something good for my body, like I'm giving my body a chance at actually having a good day. So get Athletic Greens. They're going to cover all the nutritional basis that you need, and it also tastes fantastic. So, yeah, I can't emphasize it enough. Go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network and absolutely have yourself a time. Back to Adam Fantilli here. Again, I, I honestly had a really tough time believing anybody in the media in the weeks ahead of the NHL draft that said that the Ducks were considering taking Leo Carlson over Adam Fantilli. Again, really glad that came to fruition. Just to go over you know, our boys down there in Nashville and, and what the scene looked like. John Davidson, when he you know steps up for Columbus, his, his mustache looked absolutely great on TV. Anytime that that thing gets shine on national TV, it's it's pretty awesome. Also love that he gave the Blue Jackets fans at Pins a shout-out. Is there a better line than have a time, gang? That was absolutely amazing. Anybody at Pins – or excuse me, he said, have a party, gang. That's what he said to the shout-out. Um, that's what he said in the shout-out to the fans at Pins that night. That had to be electric for anybody at Pins at that time. Like, yeah, um, just a total absolute uncle vibes coming out of J.D., and again, anytime that mustache gets on national TV, it's absolutely electric. Does it bother me that the Blue Jackets are getting another Wolverine? I think I say this all the time. It does bother me how many Wolverines we have in Columbus. But the truth is, they've already infiltrated the city. The Blue Jackets have tons of Wolverines. It's, it's you know they're they're a pretty elite college hockey program that has just been dumping dudes in the NHL over the last few years. So. For the Blue Jackets to go to that same route that that has been successful for them in the past and successful for other teams, it's not really a shocker. I'm also a pretty big college hockey guy through and through. So for the Blue Jackets to take the number one prospect out of the NCAA in this year's draft, I mean, I'm obviously very excited about that as well. Just to go over the last few number one uh, NCAA guys to come out of each draft. Last year, third overall, Logan Cooley from Minnesota went to Arizona. We haven't seen totally what he is yet, but the year before that, that was when kind of the absolute overload on Michigan guys took place. In 2021, first overall, Owen Power, second overall, Matty Berniers, uh, fourth and fifth, Luke Hughes from Michigan, and Kent Johnson from Michigan. Michigan had four of the first five draft picks just – two years ago in this draft and all these guys have turned out great in fact ken johnson we he's one of the better players on the team already in just his first year in the nhl uh in columbus he's he's turned out great luke hughes was a huge contributor for the devils this past year and then maddie berniers in seattle and owen power in buffalo have been absolutely phenomenal so a lot of ncaa guys have worked out very very well including the ducks trevor zegris who spent a year at Boston university. He was ninth overall in the 2020 or in 2019 draft, which is hard to believe um, that he fell all the way back there. It should be exciting for anybody that would be here. And for some reason would be here, not a CBJ fan that you can get some really good players later in that first round later in the top 10, but blue jackets had a top three overall pick. They got Adam Fantilli. He is a six foot three center. Seems like a really, really good kid, man. I mean, if anybody saw the back of his vest tonight when he walked up there, you could clearly tell that it was a custom vest with some writing on the back of it. It ended up being all his coaches, teachers, family members, friends that helped him get him to where he's at. So a huge credit to him for being humble. I keep hearing about these Michigan men I I don't really know what being a Michigan man means because it seems like every time I, I, I encounter a Michigan man, uh, they don't quite act like a man. Um, but this was the most manly thing I've seen a Michigan player do. Uh, that was the definition of being a Michigan man. So huge credit to him for being humble. I was kind of hoping that the back of his vest was going to be the Declaration of Independence when I initially saw it because just the way that the script looked, I was like – Does he have the Declaration of Independence on the back of his vest? That's absolutely electric. It was not, which makes sense because he's from Toronto, Canada. So I I would not expect him to have uh, a United States government document on the back of his vest. But it did look like it at first. And that would have gotten me excited equally as it did get me excited that he had, you know, all the folks that helped him get to where he's at in life. Uh, His father was crying. That was that was pretty electric. Anytime we get real father tears, that's pretty exciting. Um, no, this is this is huge that the Blue Jackets got this guy. Again, I'm a big, big college hockey fan. It doesn't really matter to me whether Adam Fantilli decides to play at Michigan next year or play with Columbus. Obviously, between the two, I'd love for him to play with the Blue Jackets next year. But if he does have to go back to Michigan for another season... At least you know that you'll get to go to the Schottenstein Center and when Ohio State plays Michigan, one of the guys on the other team is going to be your future. That's pretty pretty that's you know, that's pretty damn exciting. Um, as someone who likes to just go casual uh Ohio State hockey game every now and then. Great, great place to watch future NHL NHLers play for any Blue Jackets fan in town. I mean, I'm just I want to put that out there. But it's really, really exciting, man. how do, How does this work for the future? Well, the Jackets hopefully have their next generational talent at center. This guy is a guy that people say if Bedard wasn't in the draft this year, he could have been going first overall, which would be just ma would have been just amazing if it had gotten the first overall pick and had that choice. Obviously, it's not how the Cards fell this year, but a lot of a lot of things are. Changed for me as a Blue Jackets fan, and how where next season again, we still don't know if Adam Fantilli is going to be able to come in and make an impact on this team as he has not made his decision yet on whether he will be returning to the University of Michigan. Either way, he's going to go back there, play on a really good team, probably hone in on some of those skills in a place that he's comfortable at, and now he's going into a professional organization that he's also very, very comfortable with going to. Before the NHL draft, he said he would love to go to Columbus. There's a lot of guys that uh, played at Michigan that are playing in Columbus, so it's going to be an easy locker locker room for him to roll into. He's going to have a lot in common with a lot of the big-name guys. I, I don't have to rattle off all the Michigan guys in the Blue Jackets locker room for you, but I will. Zach Ransky, Ken Johnson, Nick Blankenberg – night bird uh man it's been it's it's been a long night it's been a long night of of studying uh, a bunch of hockey film on 19 to 20 year olds and as you can see for folks on the youtube i i look i look very tired and it's because i am this this was a very very long process for the blue jackets getting to this point trying to figure out which player they were going to get out of this draft and for my money Again, I think the Blue Jackets got the better player between Adam Fantilli and Leo Carlson. I just have that instinct on it. I I, I don't know if that instinct is uh, correct. I'm not saying it's correct, but that's just my initial hunch. And I would have remained consistent with that, too, if the Ducks and Pat Verbeek had made the decision to take Adam Fantilli at number two. I would be feeling... Kind of like, ah, man, the Blue Jackets, you know, they got the third best player in this draft, maybe even the fourth or fifth best player in this, in this draft because Matt Vay Mitchkov is a very, very talented player as well. He went all the way back at seventh overall in this draft. Now, granted, long, long, long list of reasons why, well, I guess it's a short list of reasons why he went so far back. It's because that he just can't play in America yet because of certain rules with Russia, I guess. I mean, we know Russia. They tend to be hardos on certain things. But again, yeah, I think the Blue Jackets got the superior talent when you pit him against Carlson. I, I think it was side by side. The Blue Jackets got a better player, and I, I know that's, that is easy to say right now as someone who is wearing a Blue Jackets hat doing the Locked on Blue Jackets podcast. It's very easy for me to say, but I think it's true. You watch some Adam Fantilli film. This guy like really knows how to play with pace, man. I don't know. like Leo Carlson, like, he's such a big player. He kind of just glides on the ice. And granted, he, he can glide by people, and he has a really powerful shot, which is why he reminds me so much of Line. A. But... I don't think the Blue Jackets needed another line. I think the Blue Jackets need a center that's just going to push the pace hard, um, has good hand-eye coordination and can make a lot of things happen. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets got that guy, which is, which is really, really excited for Columbus. And man, I just, a a big, big sigh of relief for me personally, even though he's a Michigan Wolverine, um, he's a really, really good player. And, The Wolverines have put some really, really high-end talent in the NHL lately, and it kind of makes this whole past season of the Blue Jackets kind of being buns. It makes it it makes it worth it. It really does. It really makes it worth it because of these guys. Even like there was a huge drop off in my mind between Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and uh, Will Smith. Uh, Leo Carlson and Adam Fantilli are. Both guys that I think are much more NHL ready, uh, which is why the Ducks, if you're a Ducks fan, for some reason, checking out what the guy behind you is feeling. Uh, you should be very, very happy about Leo Carlson. He's, for your team right now with Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras. you guys seem to be really, really good at, at having those skilled centers that push the pace. Leo Carlson's also a skilled center. I'm not saying he's not. It's just I, I like the skill that Fant- Fantilli has a lot, lot more than the skill of Leo Carlson. I think Leo Carlson relies a lot, lot more on his size to be good, which I I don't really care for because sometimes those guys get hurt. You know, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And he's not that much bigger than Fantilli. He's only an inch taller. But again, those are the kind of things that play into NHL GM's minds when they're making these decisions. And that's why I would just love to pick the brain of Pat Verbeek like, why did you take Leo Carlson over Fantilli? What did you see? What, what do you see with your team right now that may, that kind of influence you in this decision? I don't know. But again, as just some random dude sitting here in Columbus, Ohio, Blue Jackets made it out like absolute bandits. We're going to talk about the rest of the draft here in a second. We're going to take a quick pause. And before we get going, I want to real quickly thank the Everydayers for tuning in to Locked on Blue Jackets. It's a really cool thing to have you guys. You guys are the truest fan bases, um, you know, the Everydayers. You might recall a show, you know, last week when we were talking about being really, really excited about Leo Carlson joining the team. It's great to be sitting right here as an Everydayer, I'm sure, and and wake up and be like, wow, we got Adam Fantilli. It's really, really exciting. Any everydayer on this podcast knows that it's it's absolutely huge for the Blue Jackets' future to have that um, that solid player up the middle is going to be really, really big for Columbus in, in the future. And again, he's going to be playing in Columbus one way or another, hopefully in a Blue Jackets uniform, but he'll definitely be playing in Columbus in a Michigan uniform on certain nights, which – is really, really exciting because, hey, I, I'm i all for people going to the Schottenstein Center and, and catching a college hockey game, and I'll certainly be doing that if Fantilli decides to come back and play for Michigan. But we'll have plenty more talk on Adam Fantilli, who he is as a player here in the future, just to cover the rest of the draft before I get out of here. I'm 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 a little tired. Again, like I said, been studying a lot of film on all these guys. Um, all these guys really, as in just Leo Carlson and Adam Fantilli, I knew it was coming down to those two. Uh, there was a kind of a late throw in for the blue jackets might, you know, go Will Smith. I never really believed that I would have been very, very frustrated if the blue jackets would have taken Will Smith. I just think, I know he comes from a a good program in the USA national development team, but I just, I trust NCAA hockey a little bit more. Maybe it's because I'm a I'm clearly biased because I'm a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan and followed that team, and have have been following that team for the last several years. I, I love the NCAA. I think it is a really good league. And just look at the draft in 2021. Just point to that draft because again, Michigan had four of the top five guys going, going into going in the first round. There, that's that's pretty freaking amazing if you ask me. I think the as much as it makes me frustrated, the Blue Jackets should be very very excited because they're getting a player from a really really good program. I don't have to keep reiterating that. Um, again, it's been a long night. I want to I want to get out of here. I just, I do want to say a couple things on the NHL draft just in general. I think it's hilarious that all of these you know team presidents and GMs come up and. They congratulate the Vegas Golden Knights on winning the Stanley Cup, especially teams like the Anaheim Ducks and teams like the San Jose Sharks. What are you guys doing? Like I, I, Mike Greer, the general manager for the Sharks, he's he's a new GM for absolutely no reason. Congratulating the the Vegas Golden Knights on winning the cup. Granted, I mean it's a classy move, but I just I I, I didn't really see the Ducks GM as a Ducks fan or the Ducks. I, sorry, the Sharks the sharks gm i don't really think it behooves the sharks gm for the sharks fan for him to be up there congratulating what is it, what i assume is their rival on winning the stanley cup for a team that has never won a stanley cup like that would be pretty savage if you know the blue jackets won a stanley cup one day and the pittsburgh penguins gm hopefully it's Kyle Dubas because i don't think that guy's a good gm and i'd love him to be the gm for the penguins for a long time yes i said that i don't think Kyle Dubas is a good gm wow, that was a random take to have uh, at the end of draft night. But I think it's true. It would be weird if like, no, actually it'd be cool if Kyle Dubas was like, congratulations to the Blue Jackets on finally winning a Stanley Cup. But that case does not apply here for Mike Greer, general manager of the Sharks, congratulating the Vegas Golden Knights on winning a Stanley Cup because egg on your face, Mike Greer, you work for an organization that has not won the Stanley Cup yet and you've been around since the 90s. I don't know. I mean, I just as a Ducks fan or as a Sharks fan, excuse me, I'd be a little bit salty about that. Uh, Gary Bettman boos were good. Good job. He was playing into it, which I hate when they play into it because it, it, may, it means that they kind of are starting to like it and get used to it. I wish there was a different thing that we can give him as a fan base, but good job on the National Predators crowd. I've been to a Nashville Predators hockey game. They, they have some really good hockey fans there, man. They, they know what they're doing and what they're talking about so big big respect to them for laying on the booze on Gary Bettman Kevin Weeks all white suit that was two thumbs up right there that dude was absolute steezing tonight on the 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 desk Kevin Weeks is pretty much the only guy at ESPN I feel like that I can count on to make a correct take I mean he just seems really really excited to talk about every single guy that he does end up opening his mouth and talking about and John Buchigross is over there talking about his daughter working for the social team like dude we don't care can we talk about Adam Fantilli and yeah uh, and then Kevin and Kevin Weeks obviously he was teasing in the all white suit dude i mean i don't i don't i'm not cool with him pulling that out every single like time he's wearing a suit because obviously every time i do see him he's on tv wearing a suit but for draft night in nashville the all white suit was an absolute power play uh i absolutely love that he's a little bit quicker than carlson right now is what brian boucher said on the broadcast about adam fantilli um i think that's kind of all you need to know just to go back on that take that i think the blue jackets made out like bandits out of nashville brian boucher on the broadcast said that adam fantilli is a little bit faster than carlson right now yet carlson's somehow supposed to be the more nhl ready guy then Fantilli, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Blue Jackets, again, should be very, very excited for what they have going for them. That was kind of all that stuck out to me in the draft. I mean, uh, Carey Price uh, butchering David Reinbacher's name, that was pretty savage. Um, Matt Vay-Mitchkov again going to the Flyers really really cool that's an absolute steal for them that dude is a beast in three years he's going to be a headache in the metropolitan division for blue jaggers fans uh capitals got ryan leonard and uh, they kept talking about ryan leonard being the next tom wilson that that has to be just a lazy media person's take on a guy that you know Maybe they just don't really know a whole lot about. I don't know if you guys get that when you watch ESPN. Maybe it's just like that bias that ESPN doesn't know what they're talking about most of the time. I just I felt like maybe that was the case here that they're just kind of throwing, you know, crap at a wall and hoping that it sticks, which, you know, is a pretty a pretty big play in media. I mean, I do that crap all the time. And it ends up working out pretty well so that 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 play could absolutely be valid there with Ryan Leonard. But those are kind of the two guys. Those were after the Blue Jackets went. Those were the next two teams that were going to go that I was going to be watching or keeping an eye on simply because they both play in the Metropolitan Division who are, you know, future guys that I have to worry about. Matt Vaymichkov, he's, he's fortunately not a guy that I have to worry about for the next, you know, several years because of the issues with Russia being hardos and not letting their players come over. And then Ryan Leonard, I mean, he's from the – I think he was from the national development team, same team as Will Smith. Uh, I, I just – those guys don't put a lot of fear in me. I, I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm not really scared of Ryan Leonard – if, if Ryan Leonard comes back up later in, in life and, and ends up scaring me, um, hopefully I'll forget that I said that I wasn't scared of him. But at this current moment, I am not scared of Ryan Leonard. I'm safe to say that. Uh, what else? What else? Emily Kaplan made Will Smith uh, sing some lyrics to Fresh Prince of uh, Bel-Air. He seemed very uncomfortable doing that. Emily Kaplan then also asked him, why did you choose that song to walk up to? I think Will probably felt a little silly answering the question, but um, Emily, his name is Will Smith. Will Smith is the singer in that song, Fresh Pints of uh, uh, Bel Air, which is a very overplayed song. It's not overplayed. It is an absolute heater of a song, but um, come on, Emily. Come on, Emily. She did a great job, by the way. It's it's very, very tough to be in that position and have a – she has to basically have three to four questions for every – dumb 18, 19 year old hockey player that ends up sitting next to her that night, which they all pretty much have the same kind of reaction. Like, Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really, really excited and I'm looking forward to getting to work Tons of emotion going through my head. Thank you to my coach. That's kind of like how those go pretty much all the time. Nevertheless, she did a great job, but that's, that's the NHL first round draft for you tonight, man. I mean, again, hell of a draft for the blue jackets I'm, I'm really, really excited about the future. Uh, I'm going to throw two reallys in there, and I, and I throw really, really excited around a lot. But, I mean, this offseason has been so, so exciting for Columbus. We finally got details on the Mike Babcock contract. He's getting $2 million a year uh, for the next two years. So we locked him in. It's a new era in Columbus, and every single Blue Jackets fan should have a smile on their face as they – Go to bed for the rest of the offseason because you got a really, really good team to look forward to playing uh, this this fall. That's all we have for you today. Tomorrow we'll be doing a review of the Jackets second round in the 2023 NHL Entry Level Draft. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets remains free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube and the SiriusXM app. I'm Hayden Househorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email the show LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.